This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. show i am your host the big guy ryback happy monday ladies and gentlemen hope everybody had a great weekend good to see you guys here all the platforms and uh, we're instagram live streaming over here uh we will be adding tiktok back in i actually got a new iphone 14 coming in and i'll be keeping my iphone 11 so i have i'll have multiple devices to stream <laughs> on every even more platforms because we got a lot of listens before on tiktok live on that so the uh starting probably wednesday or thursday we'll be back on TikTok, and, and just for only portions of the show i can't keep uh everything on there obviously with with TikTok, they are they're very difficult to uh work with on anything as far as the content and like the cussing and things so i'll keep a portion of the show and then when things you know if if things are about to you know we've got to crank it up if i'm gonna cut a promo we're gonna we're gonna shut the TikTok off and advise people to come to the other platforms. So, <laughs> but all this right here, we're all safe. Twitter Spaces, guys, good to see all of you. Thank you to everybody on Twitter that subscribes to my my account. I do follow all subscribers back. Not necessary though to be a part of this show. The ebb and flow of the show goes where your questions goes, guys. You are the co-host of the show, the People's Podcast, health, fitness, supplementation, pro wrestling, sports, and anything and everything in between. Super chats over here on Ryback TV on YouTube are greatly appreciated and brought up in between taking calls on Twitter spaces. On that, guys, we are streaming on Facebook at Ryback Reeves and Twitch at Ryback Rules. This show is available on all podcast platforms. iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. Thank you to the several people who have left new reviews here recently. 
Thank you very much. If you guys are a longtime listener or a new listener and you've not yet left a a review on iTunes and you do have an iPhone, please, if you can go over there, I always post the links. Uh, It it does take only a moment to go there, leave a star rating. And if you would like to write a review, it really helps, Uh, especially the more new reviews we have, which we're starting to get. It helps move the show with with new listeners or potential new listeners with everything. And I am hoping with everything uh, in because of the total listens, like I've told you guys, and this isn't exaggerating at all. This is one of the top rated pro wrestling and health and fitness shows in the world overall on overall views and listens with it. Then we're moving up the audio ranks. We've been bumping around the 50s, 60s, and 70s. That's just the audio that comes out after it's released live on the five platforms already. So I can't stress that enough because some people only go by that audio. But what my goal is, is I am hoping as we continue to keep doing this and is getting a big time deal with like a Sirius or somebody bringing this show big time with all of this because we have more than enough listens to warrant it with everything. It's just a matter of not everybody knows the amount of listens on all the other platforms where we're getting thousands on each individual platform on the majority of them there, guys, even on the suppressed accounts with it. So thank you all. We are going to continue to keep moving forward. And uh, your love and support is greatly appreciated on those reviews. This show is brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line, sweetened with stevia and monk fruit, no harmful artificial sweeteners or colors for all people, men and women, he, she, and thee on feedmemore.com. New customers can save 30% discount code Ryback30, Ryback30. Returning customers can save 20% discount code FEEDME20. And all customers get a free Feed Me More Nutrition shaker bottle with your orders, guys. We've got all the Ryback merch, the ball caps, the drink accessories, the workout accessories, and the best supplements on the planet. Brain Feed is hopefully going to be in stock in the next two to three weeks tops with all of that, waiting just to get the the, uh, clearance from the manufacturer on that being uh, finalized and shipped out. And uh, the Brain Feed, our our last one that was out of stock, will be back in stock here on feedmemore.com. Drinking my finish at BCAAs, just took the dogs for a long walk, got all my morning work done. A lot going on. I've got to take some more calls with everything going on on the situation, uh, which that is all under pending investigation, just so everybody's aware. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> they are, it is essentially, we just are waiting for the final, the 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 Twitter files essentially are the missing piece that they are getting that. It's taken a lot. There is, um, <clears throat> there's more accounts at play than even were let on. So, but this is, uh, the investigation is ongoing. They're tracking him and uh, he's continuing to harass on multiple accounts. He's continuing to pretend to be two different females that we know of on, on Twitter. I advise everyone just to block, let it go. Keep, let's just keep doing our thing. It is going to be taken care of. It is being taken care of. Uh, also, as far as the other place, the um, with Raj Geary, who used to do the, the, the shooting blanks wrestling uh, show with me, with that, uh, Raj even put out a thing yesterday to the other guy on the on the news thing. The guy on the news site, just so you know, is 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 his has some sort of communication with with the stalker, and it's very disturbing that he's willingly choosing uh, to communicate with him. He's putting out the, what they're doing is they're putting out blatant lies, trying to get reactions on social media to get more clicks. My my best advice to you guys is to block them. Don't view their content. You see what you're dealing with with that guy, and I don't know if he's like, he's clearly got some sort of drinking, and I don't I would imagine drug problem. There's something going on, 
but he's he's communicating with the other guy. Um, I can tell you just flat out, they keep they kept trying to push a lie on PPP loans with me. We already know the stalker has taken out a small PPP loan for like two to three grand. And uh, years ago, with what for, who knows? He's, as far as we know, he's unemployed, not doing anything. I've not taken out a PPP loan, which even if I did, I have a business and that would that would be completely fine and acceptable. What I have done, though, and I'm very honest and transparent, I've taken out hundreds of thousands of dollars of business loans that I have paid back that I've been able to take and grow my business that you have to have the the sales to warrant they don't get approved. I've been approved at like the highest level. And the guy that turned me on to that was Damon John from Shark Tank, which we follow each other on Instagram. Okay. And he was the one that, that got me turned on very early on in my business on building business capital and business funding so that I don't use my money at that. You use other people's money with it. And yeah, you pay back a certain percentage of fees over time and all that. But this, the fact that they're willingly putting out blatant lies when in fact the opposite is true but the fact that that guy is a supposed to be a wrestling site, which he never has been with this, and yet you could see it, and it's very disturbing. But that's what Raj put out yesterday. Because what the fuck are you doing with it? And I, that is like this guy is he never had anything of substance to begin with. With this, it is we are dealing with just somebody, an obsessed Mark who hates himself and hates wrestling and anyone who does it because he could not do it with it. And so he has a, a very clear obsession with me with this. And I, 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 whatever he has some sort of thing where it, it seems that he hates W or loves WWE and hates AEW or other people and not in WWE with it. So you can see the last seven years. And like I've said, I, I will let my attorney and when the time is right, we will, we will go ahead with all of this. I've got too much other stuff going on at the time being. Everything is getting screenshot and saved, but like these are blatant lies that they're putting out. That it one doesn't even have anything to do with wrestling to begin with, on that. And then in the fact the opposite is true is like no, the guy that you're actually communicating with, the mentally ill stalker that you're choosing to communicate with while he's under investigation for twelve years of harassing and stalking and multiple death threats to me, my family, and friends. This other mentally disturbed fucking twat is communicating with him, taking information from this guy, like it's actual, actually factual, then deleting them later when he probably sobers up or comes off his high or whatever fucking dope he's fucking doing for the day with this. So this is, but they're trying to get the, the reactions on Twitter and whatnot to get more clicks. I would suspect he's not doing well if this is his strategy with everything. And uh, best thing you can do, block, move forward, keep just just live life. Don't don't read their their content because that is the guy. This is what I'm trying to get you guys to understand and paint this picture very clear. These are the people that are creating all the hate in the world with this and turning other people with their lies and their manipulation through their fucked up minds. It's very evident. You guys can see this now firsthand. I don't care what you think about me. He's posting blatant lies and he's been posting blatant lies for seven years. And what they'll do, even if they post something that is partially factual, or they will take it and turn it and make it the most negative, hateful thing possible to try to elicit a negative reaction out of you because they don't care about you. They just want your reaction. And they know if they can get a negative reaction, that that is stronger and that people are more likely when they get upset or read something that elicits a negative emotion, you are more likely to then engage with their content. Do you really want to be following and engaging in something like that that doesn't care about you? When they're taking stuff to manipulate you 
And this is why people like me, we have to fight this. I've lived it. I've survived all of it. They ain't stopping me. I'm just getting bigger and bigger with everything. So, but it's, you gotta, it's best not to view that kind of content. You want to read wrestling news and things, follow a site that at least has some dignity that, that more often than not, that reports on, on factual things or good things. And it isn't just interested in creating drama and controversy for the men and women who have sacrificed everything to do what they love. Okay. <clears throat> All right. The uh, today's show, guys, I'm interested in your thoughts. What I want to do is I saw everything going on with the Rick Steiner, Giselle Shaw stuff. I was at that WrestleCon. It had gotten wind. It was on another floor that I was on when I was there. And, and I didn't, I didn't really dive too, too deep into it with everything. And I saw that it, it was, it had resurfaced and, the WrestleCon, and I go, why did that kind of resurface a few months later? And uh, and, and I felt like I go, hey, this is going to be a great topic for today's show. And you guys calling in, I really, really would like to, to get your feedback. Because what I'm seeing is, and this is just for the people that may be not aware, <clears throat> to kind of summarize this. At some point during the, the WrestleCon event, it was a three-day event there, a great event. Um, there, there was an incident with, with Rick Steiner and, and Impact performer Giselle Shaw. Where and, and I don't know the circumstances or what what led to it. You know, I, I don't know uh, what would cause it that that Rick had made certain derogatory comments, I guess hateful type comments. Uh, the issue, from what I understood, was addressed immediately. Rick was removed from the event uh, for the remainder of the thing. And I know Giselle had put out comments on on the situation and a very unfortunate incident uh, with all of that. Uh, and I guess, and, and so kind of catching up everything, WrestleCon is, uh, for their Detroit event, is bringing out the Steiner brothers. And uh, I guess it, it's caused a little bit on both sides, people that understand and people that don't understand. And, and I'll tell you kind of where I'm at uh, with it. And I want to hear where you're at with it. The, And I could just tell you from like my experience with things. And, you know, so so first of all, uh, don't condone anything. And, and I think anybody who does anything of that nature, it does need to be addressed. Russell Khan had put out a thing that, that Rick had immediately apologized to the people that would hear. I guess there, were, there was an apology to different impact personnel and, and stars. Uh, from what I understand and what I saw on the statement issued by Russell Khan is Giselle Shaw chose not to be there, and rightfully so, and understandable with that. And, and hopefully at some point that they are able to, to talk if they haven't already and communicate and, and maybe – get a better understanding of everything in each other. And, and, and that is handled between them, right? Two adults. Um, the, so Russell Con, but, but Rick apologized with everything he was removed. And then, so my guess would be Rick probably had to, the promoter who brought the, him out. Mike, and that happened pretty early on in the convention. They probably, they lost money, I would imagine, or Rick, I would imagine, probably lost or whatever his payday was going to be for those three days. And, and that would be my guess is, is something for that. So so there's that just stating it. And hey, maybe maybe I'm not I'm not I don't directly know. But I I could say if, if something usually with that, you would probably want to do right with the promoter with that. If you hey, we're going to give you five grand or three grand or whatever it is with it and fly you out in the hotel that that probably that was compensated back. Would, would be my would be my guess but I'm not I don't know I'm just guessing on this um I also I can tell you I've met Rick on on multiple events and he was very kind to me early on and this was and it's been a while on that 
and Scotty as well. Uh, and and uh, Scott as recently as Baltimore came over before he left and said hello. And uh, always have grew up loving those guys, as I'm sure many of us have. Um, you know, the WrestleCon, they put out the statement on Rick apologizing and everything and that he's on essentially that they believe in that he's learned his lesson in, 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 in giving him a second chance for this particular, particular situation that, that wouldn't they let's, let's go. He won it. And this isn't justifying anything. And I, and I support fully. Uh, I'm friends with, and on, I say friends that follow Sonny kiss and, and Nyla Rose. Nyla has been on the podcast before. I'm very supportive and, and with everybody being in pro wrestling and being themselves just so you know where I personally stand. Like I have no issue. I, it doesn't, it causes me or anyone else no harm. Now everyone else has like different feelings on, on different things, whatnot, but, but I've had nothing but positive interactions with them. And I don't believe Giselle I've ever met would have no issues. I suspect just like everybody else with any of that. So, but my thing is it was an incident between, between two adults, essentially. Um, nobody there. It, it wasn't an act of violence as far as, is a fight or anything. He didn't kill anybody. You know, there's, there's levels to all of this. So I'm just, you know, so I can understand WrestleCon and he apologized right away and, and very regretful. It, it appears he's on a zero tolerance policy moving forward. If he has any other incidents, he's banned for life. Right. <clears throat> and I, and I really, I, I liked WrestleCon's statement and the fact of for this and how this particular situation that they're going to be, what it, it, he's going to be, be watched essentially. It, it's a zero tolerance deal. And, but they want to give a second chance. And, and, and where I'm getting as I think it's because we get a lot of people that want to, life is a mix of good and bad. People are going to do good things their whole life. And, and there, there's going to be some bad moments with all of us, or at least other people perceive as bad moments. And, and again, there's levels to all of this. And, you know, not, no one good moment should ever define us forever. And no one bad moment should ever, should ever forever define us, even though on, on the bad, you know, there's, there's levels to it, you know? The Chris Benoit situation, bad, bad, that forever changed everything, right? And so I'm just trying to get you guys to understand there's these original you know, words, very, and I wasn't there for him, and, and, but I'm sure hateful and, 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 and horrible, right? Uh, I think it's important for all of us to, to kind of, I look at this and, and try to evaluate and, not, and try not to be judgmental. You know, we're all going to grow up, like times change, okay? And we're all going to experience this. That things that were tolerable, not right, not saying they're, that right or wrong, but things that were tolerable or more tolerated in our youth may change and not be tolerated as we get older with this. And it's up to us as individuals to to evolve and adjust and, and you know, with all of that. And, and I look at this situation and I go, well, hopefully maybe a better understanding can come of this. It, it, it was a bad situation, but it, it, it was by far not the worst thing I've ever heard of with that. But I've never heard of Rick causing the problems and other things. Maybe I could be wrong on that, but I, I never had heard of him being, you know, a, a shit disturber at conventions or signings post-career or anything of that nature. And I go, you know, he, he had him and Scott, they had a hell of a career, both tag team and individual with that. Rick's son, Braun, is, you know, in, in NXT and, and doing very well. I go, is it such a bad thing to give him another another opportunity, you know, in, in with a zero tolerance thing? If if anything moving forward, you're done with that. To me, that doesn't seem like the worst decision on that and taking all things into account. And I don't know 
you know, if, if they talk to Giselle and, and she, who we, it's not my business in that sense. That was between her and Rick and, and all of that. And, but I look at it and I try to look at it from a positive perspective of, I go, I hope that, that they can talk at some point and, and it could be all water under the bridge and, and, and educating and trying to help. And where Rick, you know, is because I, my thing is people are going to have their opinions and feelings regardless, but there's things you, you do, you don't, and you, 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 you can, you don't, and you shouldn't do, and you should do different. Like it's just, there's levels to all this. And that's something you shouldn't do with any of that based off of how it was recounted and, and accounted for with everything and everything that I read on the situation. But um, I'm curious on your thoughts, because I've seen like, some people think you should be canceled forever, which I don't know, like, like regardless of, of hearing all that. Another thing that bothered me that I saw with some people is some people were upset at the the WrestleCon um, promoter for taking three months to address the situation, even though he addressed it instantly and Rick was removed from the event, which is addressing the situation immediately. But in, for people that his, his wife had cancer and passed away three weeks after the event. So one, apologies and and, and and positive thoughts and prayers to that guy for losing his wife of cancer with all of this. Cause I can assure you that if, if that was my wife or something in that situation, I wouldn't give a two shits about anything else going on in the world. Okay. With all of that. And, and so it just kind of, I see that and I see that the people aren't even like, I'm like, God, this poor guy with everything, you can't imagine what he's going through personally with all of this. And then having to deal with like the BS of other things and people, hateful people out there with all of it. So that's kind of the, the, the everything summarized up into the best of my knowledge from what I've seen. I, I want to hear what you guys think on today's show on it. <laughs> I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that he's getting a second chance on this particular situation. And I hope that, that like I said, Giselle, at some point, uh, if she hasn't already, she very well may have. They talk and, and, and they could get a better understanding of each other uh, and the event could be learned from with that. In, in no one bad situation, when again, levels to this, like I mentioned. And, and I, I think this, for this particular level, you know, I don't think warrants a immediate lifetime ban. Now, had he come out and not apologized and handled it differently, that would be different. But I think based off of what we know, how he handled it, that I think... It's important, like, because everybody's a human being and all the people judging and criticizing, I guarantee you are doing probably not saying they're doing that, but they're doing things that probably aren't right. And what it's just, it's a weird environment that I see, like people want to take up something that, that happens that's bad for somebody and they want to try to erase everything with them that's good and try to hurt them forever. And I really think that comes from a place of jealousy and insecurity from people that don't have what they want in life, who want to see people lose everything. And I think there's unfortunately a lot of people out there like that with it. And I don't think it's right on that end. <clears throat> so, but I could tell you, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I think I, I, I like the way that the WrestleCon has chosen to handle it. And then a man, positive thoughts and prayers to the, to them and to that guy for, for losing his wife to cancer and still handling this three months after Man, you were talking about something that could destroy you forever with this, but he's getting back on the horse and, and staying busy and uh, in, in trying to make a negative situation right. So I think it's been handled fairly well from what I've seen on that. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, again, I think it, it's a thing between two adults also 
with it. And, and I think a lot of us like to get involved in other people's business. And at the end of the day, it's up to them. No, no physicality was had and nothing, you know, so that's where I'm at with it. Where are you at? <clears throat> and again, I think another point, because I saw somebody said it's again to speak out against the trans. Would you feel the same way? And I think this is important. If it was Rick and another, another male, like another, like a, like a, like if Rick got mad at me, and it made comments to me, would you, and it was just words and no, but no, there was no physicality. There was just a, 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 a verbal altercation. Would you feel the exact same way for that? I think those are important questions to ask with all of this. And, um, but I, I like the way that everything it pair appears to have been handled based off of what we know. And, and hopefully uh, it never, ever happens again. And a lot of people, Hey, maybe other people can, that maybe, you know, shared similar views and, and whatever, there may be a little more understanding of like, hey, this isn't acceptable to act that way at anything. And it, it is never acceptable to act anyway at conventions or anything. And I've talked about this. <laughs> That's not the place to go getting in fights or to, to go picking verbal, you know, wars or, or, or having confrontations with people over other things. Like it's because what you can, you will get banned from those things. It, it's not tolerable. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. Let's get going. Bring on D Foley. Hello, hello. Hey, big guy. How you doing, man? I'm well. How are you today? Oh, I'm hanging in there, man. I'm um, enjoying my, my day off today of work, so I'm just trying to take full advantage of that. Good deal. I appreciate you listening. Oh, of course, man. Always, big guy. Um, I'm going to be real quick. Um, was uh, actually thinking about this the other day and was hoping to get on with you to get your thoughts. Um, going back um, back when we were in WWE and um, the bully back. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I just wanted to just get your thoughts, man. You did a, a really good job, really convincing like hell. Like I was a fan of yours and I wanted to slap the shit out of you <laughs> for um, <laughs> your treatment of others backstage, man. So I just wanted to just get your thoughts. How did you feel about it? And, you know, any, if any stories, you know, behind, behind the scenes stories behind um, that whole Thanks. I one I loved the bully Ryback stuff. That to me was the first because you know you got to remember they they dropped all everything when I was red hot babyface merch. Everything got taken away. Uh, they turned me heel against Cena, but I was still getting cheered. And then, but what was happening like on live events and stuff is people were cheering. But the longer that went on, it was then it was becoming there was an awkward phase of that where people wanted to cheer me, they didn't want to boo, but I was being the heel and. In, in playing the top heel at that, but I didn't really have, I was just feuding against the John Cena, which a lot of people though also didn't like, a lot of people did like as well, but it was just a weird thing. So when they, when we got out of that, I did the Jericho program after that. And and then we started the, the bully Ryback. That was the first time that I could start getting real heat. I felt and in kind of infusing my personality of what I thought a bully would be. And, and they gave me a lot of freedom after Vince and they just that, that Vince, they were doing the be a star program in which I was a part of with that. But yet I was being this bully on TV with it. And so I just took things and, and then tapped into my personality where I started calling myself. That's where the big guy started coming in again 
where I could finally start calling myself that the big guy kind of like there was, I can't even remember the first time, but it was, it was in one of the bullying scenes where I, re I referenced myself in third person kind of, and, and just the big guy and kind of talking to myself and like trying to really find what this persona was going to be. And, and I understood very clearly what Vince wanted, what in, in, in bowling and Vince loved, loved the bullying segments. I'm talking every time he saw, God damn it. I love this. Like, Oh, you're such a bully. Like he, I mean, he would any. I'd go talk to him about something that had nothing to do with it. God damn it, you're such a good bully. Like he loved it, and uh, so to me, it was just hilarious. And the guys that I worked with were all great, and they were putting me in great segments where I could like kind of finally start tapping into this arrogant, cocky persona of like. I, and I kind of like you know would look back and they talked about this on various things. You know, I always loved a lot of the rock stuff that he did when he was a heel and the shit talking. I felt like this was an opportunity for me to start letting my personality come through in a negative way on like, and for this character to, to start doing some, some different things that could catch on. And uh, so I loved all of it. it. And it was a shame that it got cut short. Even Vince, when we, he took me out of it to put me with Heyman to go on to feud with punk again. And, and then with Axel and not be a bully anymore. When I would go talk to him again, he would look, God damn it. I love that bully stuff. Why did we stop it? I go, why did you stop it? Like I, I, that was like, I, I still multiple, I go, Vince, why did you, I don't know. Like he just, okay, you, you run this. So like, I, I'm just doing what you say. So, right. but I, I loved it, brother. Like it was in my, I had family members that were upset with me. They thought like I was really a bully. I go, this is acting. Oh, you, oh, you were spot on because I was like, you know, just, you know, watching at home would just be like, oh my, he is really really convincing like oh my god just reminiscent of yeah. you know of childhood memories and all that stuff you know or of everybody's childhood memories of that classic bully you know you you really did a good job thank you, you. Really did a good job with that and um just to kind of follow up what you said about Vince um taking the bully persona away after when he um put you and um, Paul Heyman together maybe you could have just kept that kept the persona without the, you know, the pushing of bully, 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 you know? I mean, I don't know. That that would have made sense to me for you to keep your same attitude, your same stride, yeah. your same heat, and just, you know, not mention it, but still keep that. And then I'm pretty sure that would have carried on um, successful um, as well for you. Yeah, no, I think that it... So here's my thing, though. It's one of the characters that I played that I look at, even though it got cut short, it was, it was enough. It was memorable enough where people... I really believe I go, I, and that character is something I want to revisit at some point. I think it would be hilarious at some point in time to revisit role Ricky Starks down at AEW, the old bully Ryback shows back up again, but, but it's kind of like the, the, a lot of time has gone by. Right. So it's a little different situation that we were, you know, seven, eight years ago, nine years ago, 10 years ago, almost. So it's like, I look at that. I go, that's like, I love that that footage exists still. With with Ricky Stark, even though he wasn't technically Ricky Starks at that in in Corpus Christi, was it uh oh no I can't remember. it was somewhere in Texas uh Laredo Laredo Texas that episode I wrestled Cena that night on Raw I think in the main event for the championship it was non non title I think that night and uh, did that bowling segment with Ricky and uh, he he man he played that part so perfectly but I think that's the type of thing where Bully Ryback could show back up at any point in time and like it, it's there's so much stuff you could do with it still. So, 
most definitely, most definitely. Well, I appreciate you once again um, picking me and having me on, big guy. Take care of yourself, and uh, be safe out here, man. You too, brother. I appreciate it, and you have a good one. Enjoy right, your day thank off. You. Thank you. Good deal. Thank you very much. Lions Talk, thank you very much. Ryback has changed the game, allowing fans to call in, watch and see if other former wrestlers do this as well. Innovation at its best. Thank you. I really believe, so I don't think everyone, and again, people have done call-in stuff. It's not, but I really think incorporating it the way that we are and using Twitter uh, spaces with this and the ebb and flow of it can go really, really as, as slow or as quick as we want. Uh, I really believe it's only a matter of time before moving to a bigger platform. And I've always just worked under myself with everything, and I love it and, and the freedom of that. But I do think it's coming. This is a lot of people don't understand. We do we do a lot of views. If I get and get back on a TikTok with my following, what we were doing, we were doing. I'm telling you, between fifty and hundred thousand listens on the live, and there'd be sometimes it'd come back at 35, 40, 45,000 listens. But things that would technically count as a listen time wise on all the and so. It is a, there's a huge opportunity here. And because I, this is where I talk about, I've got a big following. I've been disconnected from a lot of it with everything going on with the suppression with it. I always just tell you guys, how did I get this following? And I, this following was built post WWE on the majority of platforms. TikTok was built years after WWE. YouTube was built years after WWE. How did I get this following and then get disconnected from it? Something had to have happened, right? With it, it's just common sense. With it, you don't just grow, 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 and then all of a sudden it starts getting taken away when you're more active than ever and it's very engaged and you get very you get great engagement, but your impressions get cut down and slashed, and people don't get notifications. And people overall, and I'm talking about the majority on that. There's some really fucked up stuff going on with this, and it's been going on, and I'm not gonna be quiet until it's all resolved, but we're winning. You can't fight the bit. Best thing you can do is just not give up. And that slingshot just gets pulled back further and further and further. But it, you know, I do think you have to have an ability to talk to people, and I, I don't think just anybody could could do this. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, but go ahead and bring on Cody. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Hey, man. How are you um, doing today? I, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I wanted to say one thing uh, real quick. Um so today, I because I, I saw the topic today, I, I brought up Rick Steiner because I don't know if you know. Did you see? Did you see any of the dialogue on Rick Steiner today? No, I haven't seen anything today. What's going on? Uh, so the, the the big thing is, you know how you know he's basically hated by the uh, LGBT community because of the Giselle Shaw thing, and I basically drew a point to. Um, not like indirectly, not directly to one of the wrestlers who has a very strong opinion about the issue that it's important to draw the line between performer and uh, personal opinion and um, like moral compass, basically, like what a person feels politically yeah. against how a person performs in the ring. And personally, I think comedy is a huge element of wrestling and it's a huge draw for me and the fact that you know rick steiner is canceled over his opinion towards the lgbt community kind of made me be like all right i want people to just watch rick steiner and varsity club and try not to laugh so i kind of drew that 
opinion towards uh, a wrestler who vanity tweets himself all the time. And uh, he's a wrestler who I work kind of close with, but I kind of wanted to just draw a dialogue and see what his opinion was in regards to like weighing his opinion towards me versus his opinion on this issue. And it's just kind of sad how, you know, fragile relationships can be today towards just a, a simple opinion like this. And I just wanted you to, to that like I, I he he blocked me today like this guy who i you know drew the opinion towards who do you want to say who it was or no what's that who yeah, was i, I guess it was a guy named effie okay yeah that was why i've seen him through matt cardona tweeting i think matt worked him before he, he's an independent performer right oh yeah yeah uh california lots of california <laughs> yeah. with uh, the main company i work with uh gcw yeah, no, I, I, you know, I just think too, like I understand because we all get hate and, and negativity. I understand people and, and and know that those performers, as all every wrestler, whether you're you're straight, bi, gay, trans, like everyone gets hate over just ridiculous things in general. Yes. But like it sucks, and I like and I, I know you know Darren Young in, in the Nexus, Fred Rosser, and and, and God bless him, his his father just passed away at I believe ninety eight, and just uh, great great human being. And all of us in Nexus. I remember when 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 Freddie came out, none of us gave a fuck. I think yeah. so, like it was it, it didn't change. It literally didn't change. And he was so terrified. I remember him talking about thinking like people like like the those of us that knew him and, and like we're gonna just stop talking to him and like, like no, like like I, I've traveled with Freddie. I've shared hotel rooms with Freddie. Never once has Freddie ever been unprofessional or anything. Fred, man, Fred's just been a great fucking guy from day one. He's a hell of a wrestler. He loves wrestling. And I think all of us were like, we were very supportive of him. And if so, even and, and just let him know, like, like brother, no fucking, none of us care with any of that. But not everybody thinks like that, unfortunately. And a lot of fans of different people in social media, though, will say very hateful, negative things based off of somebody's sexual preference or what they believe their ideologies are, what they, they think. And, and you know, it, it, we could just so we're all dealing with a lot of hate on things and i think even people like that like they deal with a lot of hate on that specific thing on it and and it's you know it just sucks that there's just so much hate out there with things but people are going to have their their different opinions and things i just think for this specific situation on knowing what we know and knowing that rick apologized right after and my thing is it was between those two people two adults and it hopefully and he's on a zero tolerance thing i'm like I don't understand the the like. How long do you is it, do people want a one year ban for Rick Steiner on what would like everyone's going to have a different you know thing that they think is right or wrong? I was like based off how he handled it though, and it seems like he's he's smart enough to know he made a mistake on this. Why wouldn't we want to try to educate and help people not become less hateful? Where him and Giselle could hopefully have a conversation to have a better understanding of each other. And, and like that sets a good example, I think, for the world of like, look, I made a mistake, but I learned from it because people do make mistakes on Absolutely. this, on that. And I think he's handled it, though, as well as you can handle as far as from a professional standpoint of apologizing instantly with it and, th and then trying to make the situation right and, and hopefully having a better understanding of what he did wrong. And so it doesn't happen again with anybody else, hopefully. But I don't know. People just want it seems to like over everything. A lot, I just see it from, and we see it in all, not just wrestling, everything. People want to take one situation or one thing they hear and they want to see every, somebody lose everything, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And I don't, yeah. under, I, I really don't understand that part. Like, 
like to the people, I'm really curious to get somebody with a really strong opposite opinion of like this, of this, like, what do you think should happen to Rick for the rest of his life? That like, that's, I want to just hear what they say and their reasoning for it. Like, it, it truly doesn't make any sense how the, like collectively the masses will, will just, you know, just drag somebody to the point of no end. It's almost like there's nobody to say like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. But that's, I, I just don't, I don't, uh, it's, I saw even somebody else on the, on the post had made a comment on uh, the WrestleCon thing. And then they were, there were people going, this took you three months to address. And I just go, I go, what are you talking about? They addressed it instantly when it happened with all of it. They removed him from the event. And by the way, the guy, the promoter, his wife had cancer and passed away three weeks after the event. Wow. Like, so she was dying all the way up to that event and through it. And they still handled it. And he, they say they things were not all handled as, as timely as they would have liked. But I'm like, is there any consideration for the man losing his wife to cancer? I, I didn't see anybody in there. It's like saying, Jesus, like, I'm sorry for that. Your loss. Like that. And I, but everyone's just, everyone wants to be so not. And when I say everyone, I'm talking about the negative portion that, that wants to just, just attack, attack, attack. And they just go from thing to thing to thing. And I really believe it's just to distract themselves from their own lives Every day, yeah. that that nail on nail on the head, and, and boredom, boredom's a, a huge thing. Yeah, and then I find I, I search for all these motivations to whenever I see something, I say, "Why would somebody say this?" I search for various motivations, various similarities, and I, I see boredom to be a big similarity. I yep. see a, a style of uh, avatar on a profile picture to be a, a similarity. You know, certain just various certain ways of of, of speaking. And, and syntaxes and I pick up, I'm a communications manager. So I, I try to, I try to pick up on various nuances of people. Like, is this person a good person to follow? Is this person a good person to get information from? And I don't, I don't think Twitter has a, has a clear delineation on, on who's, who's worthy of, you know, their, uh, who, who's, who's worth considering, whose input is truly worth considering as like a very, you know, credible, thoughtful opinion or yeah. thoughtful thoughtful sentiment like who so a lot of these you know a lot of, of twitter accounts will just the ones that speak the loudest are the ones who get heard the the comprehensive ones the ones who who tweet a lot of you know verbose things a lot of you know comprehensive thoughts a lot of rationale a lot of reasoning people don't want to do reasoning they want to see in caps lock oh my god look what this guy did i agree <laughs> And it just becomes this sensationalized capitalist machine when it, it kind of used to be a little bit different before, you know, dumb people started to, to use the Internet. But I mean, I you know, Twitter is just an app. It's just a, it's, you know, it's become it was a it was a serviceable thing. But until they fix a lot of the things like how basically you've, you know, the blackballing of you and. It's crazy, right? I, I'm telling people, I'm severely suppressed. I've got a stalker out there with making death threats on their platform, making thousands of accounts who's allowed to continue to harass while he's under investigation that they have all the context of and they're choosing to ignore. And, that, and like the people who make the most sense don't typically get the reach of the people that make the least sense. And it's like that is not helping our world in any way, shape or form with this. And it bothers me every day when I think about that, man. Because it's available that it can be it like you it's a fix like it's a possible fix like you can 
they can fix this. And there are inklings sometimes, like on a day-to-day basis, I do see inklings of like hope. Like, do you see, do you see some inklings of hope? Like in some ways, like I actually enjoyed the rate limit for a second because <laughs> some people like really abuse their little, you know, ability to, to tweet. So I, I like started to like the rate limit for a second. And I started to think like, maybe there are some things that the Twitter brass are thinking of that are going to help the dialogue. Maybe there are some things like maybe there's certain words that if you've used, you're like in the clear or something. Maybe there's certain words that if you spelled correctly, you're in the clear. I'm starting to hope these things because I've seen, you know, Elon Musk's like, you know, podcast and stuff and, you know, his appearance on Rogan and stuff. And he doesn't seem like a guy with ill nature. Yeah, like he doesn't seem like oh my god, his picture with just Lane Maxwell. Like he doesn't seem like that's his life. He seems more towards a progressive society. Like he probably wants to use space as somewhere else to live that's away from here. I think he has to redo it in the way that he envisions is probably better for the human race. Like yeah, yeah, it's I agree. I I, and I don't know him personally on any of that, and it's I think there's a lot that goes into this that it is. And I'm sure he, in seeing what he took on when he bought Twitter, was even way worse than what he anticipated on the the amount of problems. And, and I do feel he's been transparent on certain things. On like he's talked about the restrictive coding, and I believe, and like what I this is at least what I'm choosing to believe is that like the restrictive coding deal that they just haven't figured it all out, and that hopefully at some point in time, whatever extra restrictive coding is still on my account is going to be recognized at some point because my account does get better views now under him finally. And I'm not restricted. Like I was, I get nowhere yeah, I near. I got a notification for this. Honestly, I was surprised yeah. I got a notification for this space. I'm like, Oh shit. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. So but there, there's weird things still going on, but it's at least I'm not just being held to two or 3000 views on every post that I do have certain posts that do go a little bit, even though they don't go nowhere near what they should for the following. I, I believe that there's still other things he's trying to fix. And on top of it, like, but like, you know, the rate limit too. like, say that, that there's a thing that only how much you could view per day. The problem with that is, is people are just going to go to another platform yeah. with that. Everyone would have to like, like, so, and, and then you, you could still spend your whole day going through every, there's enough social media platforms and things that you could distract yourself. The, the problem is, is that's individual mindset and, and, and we can't fix that with everybody, no matter how hard we try with it. And it, it's just, I, I just, I tell people, I say, thank you for every day. And I really believe like those of us that get it, we try to have as much real life interactions as much as possible. Try to find as much good in social media as possible, because there is a lot of good. Just try to concentrate on that as much and block the bad and just keep moving forward. But it's like, we're seeing changes and things happening in our in the world and in, in, in human behavior, that is very concerning. And it's, it's a good word for it. Concerning is a good word. For it, it. I'm like flabbergasted by it. Yeah. I, I, I'm very concerning on my end. It's just, but you know, it, it is what it is. And it's, I don't know, brother, but I just, so let me, let's summarize this before we, we take another caller here. So on the, where, where your official stance on the Rick Steiner situation is you think it's been handled with Russell Cotton. You like how they've handled it. 
I think that it's, I think that the people that it affects, you know, it's always going to affect that, you know, community yeah. of, of people, you know, because they feel, you know, attacked by it and stuff to, to the rest of the world. That's not part of that community. I just, I just wish that they would see a performer for their body of work, per, like, especially pertaining to this industry. I'm not saying like, you know, go, you know, buy Chris Benoit's autograph. I'm not saying something like, oh, every single person's in the clear and you can, you know, just yeah. celebrate whoever you want, no matter the content of, of their character, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying like, there's certain things that should be known about people no matter what their moral code was like if they provided something good to the world you should know about the good to the world while you know the bad to the world i just want to see him kind of like you know i want the people who don't like him to at least view a clip of him in varsity club like rubbing running around and acting like a freaking idiot just just to know like the comedy that he provided during the time yeah. that he was performing. That's that, that's all. Like you can I get it. on whatever you want. Just know. Just be knowledgeable. Yeah. That's all I want. No, I love um, it, brother. I love you. I love you, and I hope to see you back in the ring someday. And uh, I, I, if you ever, you know, you're looking for somewhere in California. I know you're in Vegas, right? Yep, I'm in Vegas. I can I can talk to the right people. I'm sure you can talk to the right people. I don't know what your rate is or whatever, but if you if you plan on getting back there, I don't know if you do because of the state of the business. But if if you do, I know the route to go. I'm very knowledgeable about certain ways to get your name out there. So Good deal, Cody. I appreciate it very much, and you're always welcome on. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, man. Me too. Take care. Awesome. Thank you very much. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Let's see here. Let me take a quick look before we take another call. I appreciate everybody uh, also yesterday the uh, that joined me on my Ryback Open Challenge on 2K23. That is on YouTube as well. And um, the uh, but the, the main event match is an Elimination Chamber match uh, with, with me and, and CM Punk where we had to team up for a portion of the match to take out uh, a, a creative wrestler that was using one of the, uh, was it a turbo controller? One of the, the hacks essentially where we could not pin him forever. And it took ever, it took us, me and punk had to unite forces in this 2k 23, uh, match. It was me playing as myself, super Ryback level 99 with all my moves, by the way, thank you, Rebecca. She got me all the moves and, uh, a very strong character. And, uh, I was able to finally, we were able to pin him. Punk, I believe, got him with a GTS finally after like a thousand of them. And I've got him with multiple shell shocks. And then uh then me and Punk turned on each other and I eventually shell shocked Punk for the one, two, three. And uh it was it was a great way to end yesterday. <laughs> all right, all right, let's go. Captain Keith, bring on Captain Keith here. What's going on? Oh, did we lose the captain? I think we might have lost. Let me. Nope, we lost the captain. Well, sorry, there, captain. We lost the captain. Let me make sure who we got here. Hello, hello. Hey, Robert. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you today? 
Hey, I'm doing good. Um, I didn't even request. I just I was just listening, um, and I heard you uh, saying my name. So oh, it said no. It said requested on there. I thought, and I said I hit add. Maybe I don't know. I might have accidentally hit it. I've been moving my phone around trying to get some stuff organized over here. Oh, no worries, brother. It's just good to see you on here, and uh, I'll get another caller here. It's good to see you again, though. Oh yeah, you too, man. You take care. You too. Bring on Don McGuire. Don, welcome to the Ryback Show. I want to talk, too, about the Ridge Holland stuff and other things. They put out a tweet this morning. I, I, that's another thing. Hello, hello. Oh, hey, Ryback. It's Don. What's up? Not much. How are you today, Don? Oh, nothing much. I've been waiting to get back on the show. I was wondering why my mic was off there for a second. I apologize, brother. No worries, no worries. What's on your mind? I have been listening to your show every single day since I have since I was on the first time. You should know that because you have liked all of my tweets, and I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And, uh, and if you didn't know, uh, Brooklyn Brawler's in the house. He's been in the house since the start of the show. Yep, Brawler's an avid listener of the Ryback Show. Always greatly appreciated. I It always oh, makes my day. He finally follows me now on my Twitter because I follow because I follow him like he like he does with everybody else that listens to your show, buddy. Yeah, no, it, it makes my day, man. Everyone, I'm glad you guys are enjoying the stories. Money, I mean, I've told all my friends about that. We're gonna have to. He's at some point. He's gonna create his own podcast. I know it. He he has to, but we're gonna take advantage of it until then. Well, let's hope he doesn't, brother. <laughs> I, love I love his stories. Same, same. Yeah, but anyway, man, I was telling all my friends the day I got on your show and stuff like that, and they've been, I've been, like, taking my phone with me, going with them, listening, hoping to get on, and I finally did. So they'll be happy to know that I got on again. No, I'm glad you were too, brother, and, and you're welcome on any time. We'll get you back on. Yeah, I even got my – I got a new picture and everything in the background after the incident with your stalker, so I wanted to make sure you knew it was me. No, I appreciate it, yep, and uh, I appreciate all the support. Yeah, that's my little nephew. Those are my nephews and my little special needs niece there and a little bit of my mom that was there from a Halloween that was like years ago. <laughs> oh, good deal. Oh, I love Halloween. Yeah, that, that was, uh, if you look at my little nephew, Sam, he was a minion that year and my nephew <laughs> was Iron Man. <laughs> I could see the Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. Just, uh, I know I'm just shooting and just talking, man, because you're like one of my all-time favorites. I'm sorry. I know you weren't waiting on a question. You got other people in the room. <laughs> no, I no, no worries, Don, and we'll get you back on here another time. I hope you have a great day. Oh, hey, I do have a question, oh. though, by the way. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what, that, just, I was just, that was just saying, oh, God, I'm just talking instead of asking you a question because I know you got other people. Um, I have multiple ones. I wanted to talk about the incident you were talking about with Rick Steiner and Gis Giselle Shaw. Okay. Um, well, I did hear about that, and that surprised me because I'm a huge fan of the Steiner brothers. Like, they were my favorite tag team in WCW, my all-time favorite. And I just – I was shocked when I heard about that with Rick Steiner because I did not think that he would say that. I mean, I thought it was the wrong place to say it. Yeah, I, I was too. I didn't – I was kind of – when I saw that, I go – I had I was like, wait, did that really happen? I've seen him at conventions and things, and that's why I was like, I don't know the the circumstances of, of like what – not to say that anything would, would warrant that kind of, you know, behavior – but I was like, did he make, was it possible that he went out drinking the night before and was like hungover? Just like, I, I was trying to think like, did he not remember? Like, you know what I mean? Not saying that that doesn't make it right. It doesn't, it, it's no, but like, I, I can't, like, I couldn't figure it out, but I was happy to at least see that he, 
did apologize and, and realized that he made a mistake and should not have done that, which I think is the the, the next best thing on, on top of outside of that horrible thing happening. So, yeah, it was just and that happened uh, shortly after he was inducted into the Hall of Fame that year, and Braun and his son Braun Breaker just turned heel at that point. I was a little worried about how they yeah. were going to use Braun Breaker after that because that was like a big issue then. Yeah, and I, it's it's good. I think Rick has handled it appropriately and and understands also that Braun and being in the business and you know he probably no one probably feels any worse about this than now Rick and and realizing that he made the mistake and and hopefully you know like I said I I think things that were we're all going to experience this as we get older, that things that were, you know, I've even seen language that when we were, you know, kids, words that we would use when we were kids, insults or different things are, are less tolerated now than they used to be 20, 20, 30 years ago with that. And that's just one little thing. Like things change as time goes on and we kind of have to, you know, adjust. And, and I don't, I never think it's a bad thing that we want less, that overall people want, want, want less hate in the world. I don't think it's ever going to, exist where there's no hate in the world unfortunately there's just the way people are and whatnot but hopefully we can learn from situations like this and minimize events like this happening and people are going to have their personal opinions opinions and beliefs and it was this is one of those situations where i think a lot of people were disappointed to, to hear how this was handled on his end and and being fans of him and loving him as a wrestler and growing up watching him and but i think the best thing is how he's handled it thus far and like I said, he hasn't didn't kill anybody. There wasn't a physical fight. It wasn't anybody actually physically hurt. So let's hopefully he can he can make this right and learn from it. And and they again, it's they can handle the situation and hopefully they're able to talk and, and we could all move forward. Yeah, I mean, because it was because uh, I, I followed Giselle Shaw on her Instagram and she mentioned that I was in shock because I'm like, wow. And also, it kind of was hurtful because I have cousins that are in, that are trans or in, in an LGBTQ and stuff. So. It was kind of hard to do, but I mean, I, I didn't think she deserved that at that time. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone does on that on, on that that kind of thing. And like I said, the altercations in, in wrestling, everyone at those events are just no matter what you who you are, what you are, nobody. Every, those those events are for the fans, and for us to go there and, and to, to do the meet and greets and, and for people to have a good time. And you never want to have those events being associated with any like hate or controversy or you know, confrontations, you know, angles aren't being shot there. It's, it's a place to go and to meet the fans. And I think WrestleCon addressed it appropriately, got rid of him for the event. It removed him, you know, for the remainder of it. And, uh, and, and then he handled it the way he handled it with the apologies and they go, okay, well, they just, you know, we're going to, we'll give you one more opportunity, zero tolerance. And, and, and hopefully, you know, this never happens again. And I think too, it's good how they, they've handled it and that, it lets people know that, look, if you're going to be a shit disturber at the events, there's a good possibility that you could get blackballed or not be able to participate in them. And you're, you're not going to be able to earn earn any revenue for these things that are that are very lucrative for a lot of wrestlers. So, yeah, you know, I understand it. I mean, I still love Rick Steiner and Scott to this day. You know, Jajelle saw she's over there killing it on Impact Wrestling, being yep. amazing. And um I'm hoping one day you get to do a meet and greet and I get to meet you in person, Ryback, because from whatever that drunk guy over ringside news thinks of your stalker, you're like one of the coolest people that I, that I've talked to and known so far on your show and everything. So they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Thank you, Don. Oh, it's greatly appreciated. I always appreciate the love and support. And uh, I'm going to take another caller here though, and then try to keep the show going and you're welcome on Don. I'll, I'll try to get you on here more. Okay. I wanted to say 
one more thing. Do you ever think that you could ever team up with Goldberg and, and Wardlow in a six-man tag? I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if I get that Goldberg, that one-on-one -on -one match first, and then we'll go from there. That's what I'm saying. Do you think you'd be able to work with him after that and kind him not to retire? Because kind of my dream tag team is you and Goldberg. Yeah, brother, I, I think that would be absolutely kick-ass and awesome. Yeah, you could put your stalker on one side and Steve on the other side. <laughs> you all got both of them and you can spirit get camera, and you all be victorious, and we can bask in the glory of you and Goldberg because you guys are my two favorites like ever and then maybe Bordlow can do a powerbomb symphony just to finish it off just for the hell of it I love it I love it we'll have to see Don though you have a great day brother and, and it's good talking to you again well yeah I'll still be in there listening because I'm waiting for Brawler's Corner towards the end of the show I appreciate you having me on I'll be in listening every single day because I always wait for your show Ryback thank you brother not a problem buddy I'll see you later bye 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 Good deal. Thank you very much. Where did there was somebody that I wanted to let me see. Take a look at this account real quick. Hmm, Diamond Dan, very suspicious looking account. Bring on Oscar for a, for a question here, Oscar Rodriguez. Diamond Dan, that account looks very shady, Diamond Dan. I don't know if you're a real person. Hello, hello. Hello. What's going on? Hey, Ryback, how you doing, brother? Very good, thank you. How are you today? I'm good, man. Can't complain, can't complain. Uh, it's my wife's birthday today, so just celebrating that. Ah, what's your name? Uh, Angie. Happy birthday, Angie. I hope she has a wonderful day with you. Thank you very much, brother. So I just had a few more than, I guess, statements than questions. Um, first of all, I just want to say that everything that you're going through with the whole chase thing, all wrestling fans need to see this and realize that certain guys, they're not just being dicks when they come out of shows. They got to deal with certain stuff like this. So yeah. people need to take that into consideration. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's very unfortunate. And this is one of the reasons the other day when I, when I, when I went on that, when I said what I said, where it was very heated about everything going on with the hate being put out with the other wrestlers and, and all the, the dirt sheet BS is that people like that guy read this stuff and they're mentally, there's something off with them and they're easily persuaded and convinced. And in that, so my family's life and my life and my friends have been threatened, but me and my family, and I, it is, it has altered my life in the way of that. I've got to take it very serious because it is serious. And it's been 12 years with somebody creating thousands of accounts and harassing and stalking and slandering my name. And then these dirt sheets slandering my name, trying to hurt me, try to hurt my brand. You're taking away potential business from me with everything. You're taking away relationships. You're causing more hate and controversy and drama for no reason other than you're like, and it's like, I'm the one in dealing with this and other wrestlers deal with it. But I'm like, now you're dealing with my family's life and my dog's life being threatened multiple times and my information put out there publicly with this. It's like, this, it, 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 I, I'm done. I'm done. Like it, it, there's zero tolerance with this. And that's why this guy, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm getting I'm, everything in my power to put him away. Like his, he doesn't even that. And the guy doing the, the news that's putting out the lies, everything in my power to ruin his life. I'm, I'm telling you guys point blank. I am going to make examples of them for the world with this, that this, you want to fucking play this game. You are going to fucking lose. You're going to lose every time.
No, ringside news. That's a, they're they're a little crap over there. And and look, I'm gonna tell you like this because I I am a writer myself. Uh, I wrote for BodySlam.net, and I can say BodySlam Cassidy Haynes, great fucking guy. He does what he's you know he does his thing. As far as ringside goes, pieces of shit over there. Uh, I almost worked for them honestly, and I'm kind of glad that things didn't work out. But that leads me to my other thing. So I actually uh, started my own thing, and I noticed that you blocked me on mine. <laughs> uh, water cooler wrestling talk. And I was just curious about that. Like, do you just block all the, like, everybody just to... I block a majority of them. So if you if I see people that are retweeting things from that other site as well, or, or where they're oh, popping up, I don't want to... That's the thing, I don't retweet. Yeah, I don't retweet. Or, but like, if they're tagged, I don't know what... And I don't know what the other one, I have no idea. But I... So I don't... When I block things, though, it doesn't necessarily mean I, I hate anything. It means I just... Yeah. There's something I don't want to see <laughs> with it. <clears throat> so it's very possible that I just saw something on it, and I just... Uh, there's wrestling things, too, that I see. If I see, like, they look like whatever. I just block. I don't even... I don't worry about it. Because, like, I'm not... I'm not, at the end of the day, going to yeah. lose, like, any sleep. I don't, I don't sit there, but I, it's not like coming from a place of like, I hate this or that. I see a lot of people and I give them people, even I follow that where I have to mute them because they keep constantly engaging with those accounts with different things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I go, I don't want, and I don't know what the situation with this particular one is, but like, I just, I just block, move forward. Like I'm not even, I don't, I don't worry about it with it. I just, yeah, if no. there's something I see or I go, I don't want to see this right now. I'm dealing, I'm literally dealing with a, a stalker of 12 years, you know, oh, no, that's, like where that's I'm in my family and making sure that. that we, we get him arrested. That's being, he's being monitored and tracked. Like this is a very, and then I, with all the, and I see that the drama and the stuff being put out like that, that guy at that site, and we don't even need to keep saying their name. Like they don't deserve it with it. No, that guy sure. thinks it's a good idea to lie and try to put out more lies. He's actually talking and in, 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 in communicating with the stalker. Like this, if that doesn't like say like what this person is while that, while this is going on, while I'm trying to make sure my family is protected, I go, that's what that fucking piece of shit thought was a good idea to go and do. I'm like, I'm not. So, and then you, I just want to tell you guys, don't engage with these accounts. The what? Well, their two colors were shown a long time ago when he, uh, yeah, like, uh, he bashed Nyla Rose because she was trans. He, uh, he put out some bullshit about uh when uh all right yeah we don't even i've heard it all bro we don't need to talk i don't i don't want to waste the show talking about the piece of shit like that but that's probably why the water cooler you i'm telling you i I have a feeling that you there was something tagged in it where i just don't want to see that's why i tell you guys like don't engage or communicate in any way like if you do that's your choice but if i see it coming up on my thing i don't don't like them people at all (laughs) yeah it's just not worth it to me like i've got two like i'm literally got I'm running a business, ruining a show, trying to get ready to go yep. back to wrestling and protect my family. Yeah. Like, like I can give two fucks what they're doing over there. <laughs> no, no, I, and, and I can't wait to see you in the ring, brother. I am a big supporter of you. I, I, I think it's unfortunate that you had to stop, you know, all this stuff to deal with any of this bullshit because that's not what it should be. We should be ready. I'm, I'm ready for you to come back. I know Thank the you. fans are. So I just want you to know that that you have a supporter in me and and. Yeah, that's never going to change. Brother, I greatly appreciate it, and you're welcome on any time, and, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you very much. Have a good one, brother. You too.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I tell like you guys on that sometimes like if people they and like I have followers I've I've got to mute some of you guys on things if I see that you're like engaging because you're you're you could say like and I'm not talking about Oscar here that you don't like him or whatnot but my thing is if you if you don't block him and you continue to click on their post and, and engage and, and say oh this or that and you even if you're trying to defend me you're not helping you're helping them you're giving them the clicks that they want that's why they're putting out the lies and the things is you're trying to get you to click and comment. The best thing you can do is block and ignore as far as on that on that Twitter and things like of that. And you don't got to say the name of them when you come on here. You can just you can call them the any name you want to call them other than what they are. Don't let give them the, the free publicity on any of this. And they're I'm telling you, he's a worthless human being. The guy and he's, he's his karma is, is, is coming full blown. If it's not already, there's no way things are going good in his life with the way that he's behaving with that. And um, and they're going to find out with all of it let's go ahead and uh let's bring on guys let's go ahead and get a little brawler's corner here in the show today see if brawler has the haku story for us or what the story is going to be today ladies and gentlemen the brooklyn brawler here with brawler's corner not much how are you doing today i'm doing great i got the busiest week of my life this week oh yeah so this brawler story is gonna have to be the only one that you got this week because I have to go to Wisconsin. I got to do two appearances. I got one podcast. It's my wife's birthday. I got some super surprises. I got plane tickets. I got all kinds of shit that I can't even share because I don't want to hear. All right, this is what we we got a good one today. Then I have it. Well, I don't know. I, you know where we left off was you know I, I got to do WWE uh, WWF at the time. People don't realize the machine that it is today was not like that yesterday. Yeah. Because when I was young and I first got into business, I got to wrestle every guy that everybody idolizes, like Roddy Piper, the Wild Samoans, the Iron Sheik. I mean, everyone. Right back. I wrestled. I love working with the, 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 the Samoans because when they headbutted you, they had those big afros and, and you wouldn't even feel them. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, Roddy Piper, man, I could speak so highly of him because I travel with him. I, I shared rooms with every one of these guys. Who is someone that who who is your least favorite person to share a room with? Oh my! Oh my God! I'd have to say Barry Harwood. Oh, what? Why? Why Barry? I don't want to bury him, but he, he's the kind of guy who would empty his, his bag and he would put his tights on one light. What is his uh, boot somewhere else? Everything would hang on everything. That's the draw. So for people listening, though, I would have to do that. I would have rooms by myself. I would have to put my gear all over things to let it air dry, so it wouldn't smell. In the because if you leave it in your bag, right, it, right. it, it, it smells like absolute shit. And you so after two, three, four, five days on the road, nobody's gonna want to be around you if your gear does. I know, it, but I don't like no but he's just trying to air dry his, but his gear was it was hanging all around the yeah you got to take that into consideration 
and, you know, I never did that. But you know what? I did some stupid things too. Like when I was overseas, I, I, I had a little too much to drink and I got up and I, and I, and I was sharing a room with Lanny Poffo, God, you know, rest his soul. And I, I pissed in his bag. <laughs> I, thought I, was walking, I thought I was walking to the bathroom and I thought, and before he died, maybe three months before he died, I told him the story and he says, that's water under the bridge. He goes, I remember the story. It was actually in New Zealand. And, uh, and he said, I do not hold that against you. You took him to the laundromat and you washed everything for me, which was in a hotel and you took care of me. But I don't know if you've ever been like, like over drinking and then you go to the walk to the bed. Oh yeah. I think it's happened to the best of us. I've, I've yeah, done a few, been, much been, worse. So. so I go into the corner and his bag is in the, on the floor and I'm pissing in his bag. I, I think I'm pissing in the fucking toilet. The good thing is, as you cleaned it, I thought you were going to say that you never told him and he just wrestled with, with piss gear the next day no, and you told I him three you, months before. I'll tell, tell, tell you one thing I did. I was sharing a room with Bobby Heenan one time, which I'm jumping ahead, but it don't matter because I'm not telling Bobby Heenan's story yet. One time I was sharing a room with Bobby Heenan and I got up, I was so drunk, I peed on Bobby Heenan in the other bed. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, and then, then, then when he got up, he, he, he looked at me and he goes, I pissed the bed. And I said, Bobby, I cannot lie. I have to tell you. Oh. It was me and not purposely done. It was done because you. we both got fucking super drunk. That's why you didn't feel it. Yeah. No. And he laughed his ass off. Jesus. People don't realize. People don't realize he was a prankster. He was a. I mean, he, he can take a joke. Yeah, no, I've always, I've heard so many good things about him. I always enjoyed him on in WCW commentary when I was growing up, when he was in WCW, and I always met. I and he was that was after his WWF days, but I, I always that was my experience with him really that I remembered and like it was and seen yes. him at some conventions as he got yeah. older. But I don't share rooms anymore. But when we did it in the early days, I shared rooms with everybody. I shared rooms with Jimmy Snuka, who did not drink. But he was, uh, you know, he, he, you know, brother, do whatever you want, brother. The room is yours. <laughs> like that. And Jimmy Snook is funny. Always go to the Chinese restaurant. The only thing he can say is curry chicken, curry chicken. He never ordered anything different than curry chicken because that's the only the only dish that he knew and he would say. He, man, his physique, too, was incredible. Oh, my God. He was like Mr. Universe. Yeah. When I first seen him. He was something else. He was, but what a, what a nice, considerate roommate and a nice, considerate guy. And uh, his ending was so, uh, I don't, I'm not going to like to see it because I just watched it in that fucking. Yeah. I have to, well, Tamina, I always mean, I love Tamina. She's loved by everybody. Well, that's Tamina, always, Tamina follows me and I follow her. Yeah. That's a reflection of, you know, growing up with like, she's just such a good, good human being. So. I sent her a DM right after he died. And I said, I'm so sorry for your loss. She goes, Steve, I don't think you know this, but my father loved you. That, that's what she said back to me. You know, like, I believe made, it. That made me feel so good. So good. Tamita is a beautiful person. She is. That's why she's, and, she's and, even and no matter how she's being used on TV, they, they keep her there because she's, she's, she's good for the environment. And, I, and as far as Rick goes, I was on many shows with Rick. And he's been nothing but a gentleman. And yep. he actually stayed for me because I had a wrestling school out here in Michigan. And I had a, a wrestling company out here in Michigan. And I'm not going to mention names, but he, he said to me when I told him the name of my partner who I was working with, he says, he's a crook. 
he says, my mother had a my mother had a charity show in that town, and he robbed all the money. Ugh. I called up immediately. I said, take my name off of everything. The school is closed. The, the company is closed. Everything is closed. And we were doing well. I had I had so many people down there. I had Jerry Lawler down yeah. here. I had Eric, Eric Bischoff down here. I had Jake the Snake down here. I had, I had everybody. Everybody. I was bringing him through my connections. All the all the big stars down there. And I, I have to say, Jerry Lawler drew the most. I've heard that with Jerry, man. It's always... It, there's a reason why he could still go out and, and doing shows at the age. And, and he gets, man, I, I've been on shows and, and, and watched him even after everything, just up till four years ago there. And his reactions, I got to tag with him. We did a main event for Northeast Wrestling uh, against these the these two guys and uh, at, at one of the events in uh, Six Flags in Jersey. And, uh, man, it was so, uh, even though I was really hurt and he was, it was so cool to get to tag with him. And man, I, we, we, the crowd the whole time was just as loud as could be. And he, he, he knows how to work. He knows how to do his, his thing. And he, he, he can get better reactions than anyone not do, doing, doing a quarter of the things. And that's right. That's right. He doesn't go around the block across the street. Yep. You know, but, you, but anyway, I, I went on a battle royal, which the winner of the battle royal would wrestle Jerry Lawler. So Jerry Lawler wrestled me. Because of a 10-minute promo putting me over about all I did in WWF and WWE and all the accolades that I have, which most of the people don't even know. They just say, oh, Brooklyn Bowler, yeah, you did jobs, you did jobs, you did jobs. No, I wrestled you know, a WWF World Championship in Madison Square Garden, which I appreciate you posting because that's the way I wanted it, where the picture actually shows. That's why I retweeted it. Yep. You know what I mean? Because I, I got to learn how to do that. Because I still don't know how to do that. That, that my buddy Jeremiah disappointing spaghetti dinner on Instagram. He makes he made that cool clip of you with the oh, with the, yeah. He does good 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 great work, man, on things. So he helps does me he, out. Does he, does he, is he one of the listeners? Yeah, he's one of the he's down here now. Jeremiah, he's down there. Yeah, he's 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 two spots. If you look at your little thing, you should be two spots with him with a cat in the profile picture. Oh yeah, well I already followed him. I believe while I was while I yeah. Was but he was the one that made it. Make one with me and Owen Hart. Oh. That, that's what I would like. I would like a full match with me and Owen Hart. And just right on it because, because I, I loved Owen Hart. I wrestled him so many times. So many times. And that's why when I watch that show, I get so disappointed. Because all I've done in the business, like with Ultimate Warrior, you know, I beat him once, and then I and then I had like forty-seven matches with him. Yeah. Owen Hart, I wrestled as Blue Blazer. I wrestled Owen Hart as uh, as just as Owen Hart. If he puts a tweet out with Owen Hart with the full match, not where you go to YouTube and press YouTube, which you know what I mean, because the people don't see it sometimes. Yeah, you want to be able to put it on Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because when you do it, they see the picture, and then yeah, because a lot of people it, it, they won't want to click on links. Yeah. Right, they got like a hundred, a hundred uh, likes. 100. Yeah, but it, but it did good. But but anyway, in the old days, I want people to realize that it was uh, it was a northeast territory. It was not like it is today, where we where we flew all over the place. It was all like uh, Washington, <laughs> Baltimore, Buffalo, Syracuse. We do all drives, all drives. Yep. And all the interviews that they did were all done sometimes outside at the arena by Vince McMahon because he was he was interviewing all the talent. Yeah. And the little people know is, and no one has ever told this, 
is there was a four-inch step-up where you had the talent stand on to make them look taller than they were. Yeah. I've heard of this, actually, that he would – I heard he did this with Andre before. Yeah, you, you heard that before? The, the, I, I, not with all the wrestlers. I heard he, he did it with Andre in one of the interviews to make the size difference even bigger than it was. Yeah, he wanted to look smaller than the other wrestlers. Yeah. But he did all the interviews. I was watching all this as a young wrestler in the business. And then uh, sometimes they would rent a, a conference room in a hotel and they would do interviews. And then when they, you know, when I was young and they hooked me up with Kamala and all this, we were involved in all that. You know what I mean? So... I would stand there as kimchi and, you know, Kamala was, you know, in all the main events, you know, but, yep. uh, you know, I saw, seen all the beginnings, all the beginnings. Vince worked really hard though. That I, I, I always distinguish this despite my personal things of issues that have gone on and with things though, I've always respect from a business standpoint though, he's hustled from the very beginning to make WWE what it is. You've seen that, right? One time I said to him, I was at WrestleMania and I said, you know, Vince, look at this house. He goes, do you think this just happened? He goes, do you know that I built this from nothing? Yeah. That's what, that's what he told me, and it's the truth. Yeah. Because it was, it was nothing. I he didn't have the resources that he has now with it, where he had to do a lot of odd-end jobs, right, of everything. Right. And, and from and he gambled everything on WrestleMania 1. He gambled yeah. everything. It that's what people don't understand, though. And I always respect, like, the chant, like, the people that we, it's, that's how I am. That's why I think with everything, like my issues with him, I go, I'll fucking burn it all down. I go, I'll, I'll risk it all to go for what I want to get to. In order to be as special in this as I truly want to be, you've got to be able to take every chance. I go, and I really think that it's a similarity in the mindset, not just me and him, but others that go, I just go, I have a fucking attitude. Like, I'm willing to risk it all. But like he, that he truly did that. Um, that where he was all right. If he lost it all though, he would have been, nobody ever would have heard him of after that. But and he don't care. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's it's that's one thing that I, I, I recognize with that that he's with all of what he's built with that. So But that show with uh, what is it called again? Tragedy uh, wrestling I forget the name of it. What was the name of it again? Are you talking about the dark side of the ring? Dark side of the ring. Okay, don't the clown. They, they plug Ray Apollo, who probably did it two or three times. They don't plug if it's called me up to go get Matt Bourne. Yeah, you told us that. They never give you the. I feel like yeah, you. They don't give me any credit. They don't give me any credit. <laughs> I flew all the way to Cal to, 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 to a Cleveland, got the suit. Flew all the way to Stanford, learned a paint job, and got all the paint. Flew all the way to Calgary, and I was in the main event against Bret Hart in Calgary, in his hometown, for the WWF World Championship. You think the story would mention that? You, it should. I, that's why I understand like your frustrations because you've been so like we talk about. I, and that's why I get mad at with how fans perceive things sometimes that it's physical acting and everyone plays different roles. You've literally been involved and done just as much as far as being involved. You've just played different roles on, right. on things that people, but like where they, they look at that and they don't think, I feel like they, they, this is what really bothers me with this. I feel like wrestling fans and d- different people, not everyone, a lot of them don't do this, but the ones that like that shit talk and they think that like, that that somehow you're less valuable. And I understand and you, you, there's different roles and people that play the roles and there's different qualities that you're looking for and different things. But it, right. wrestling takes people playing various roles. And I'm sure you would have loved to be the, a 10-time WWE champion. And, and had they asked you, I have no doubt that you could have gone out there and done it with that. 
but you always respected them and you were a professional and always did because you loved wrestling, what the company wanted you to do. And, and you were always figured in and involved with all that. I just think there should be more respect for all performers in general and, and uh, the, the people that play the bigger roles. And I've been on both ends of this and different ends. Like, I just think the work is all the same, essentially, of what everyone's doing. It's right. it's just the outcome of what we're the story we're telling is is will go for one person and not the other. And I don't know. I understand I your frustrations about people because it's you know it's funny, like the Montreal's who job. Bret Hart came up to me and he said to me, If it turned out that I wrestled you instead of Storm Michaels, which the match you see, he goes, I wasn't gonna kick out in Madison Square Garden. And he will tell you that's the damn truth if you ask him right to his face. Yep. And I, you know what I told him? If you didn't kick out, I would have got fired. Yeah. You know what I mean? They would have blamed it on me. Yeah. I would have to throw my body off, even though it wouldn't be my fault. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, it's the way life is. You know what I mean? It's, yep. It, it, it's crazy. You get the respect. with Some people get the respect where the respect is not due, and they don't get the respect where the respect is due. Yeah. But I think it's good, it's, it's good to, to talk about this stuff where I think fans – I think they're going to continue to get more educated on this where I, when I, and I talk about that physical acting aspect and, and it, it's never taking anything away. There's certain people that can only play certain roles with that. And they, they deserve all the credit, like, you know, John Cena. And I've always been very, you know, with the things he, he played that role unlike anybody and, and it was had to stay healthy for a long period of time. And like, you know, that, that was not an easy task that a lot of people, that's not easy The Roman doing what he's doing. It's not easy. With that, it's very high pressure. With that, not everybody can handle that pressure. There's a lot, so like they deserve all the respect in the world. They all, but the people playing the other roles deserve all the respect in the world as well. And that because there's only so many different roles in the game, and and you're not always going to be that top role. You're going to sometimes be in the middle. You might be in the upper middle. You might have to go down for a while with it. But like the people that are doing this love the business and they're doing it. And it's like they're not jobbers. They're not little bitches. They're not like it just. I hate the the hate and negativity. I just want more people to be appreciative. And this is what I've always spoke out on: just be appreciative of the performers more. And it should be it, the. I've never been a fan of the pay scale being so fucking fucked up the way that it is with with people. And you know, not not everyone. Equal, I've never ever said it should never ever be equal pay, but it should be more equal than what it is. It should be more balanced. Like because I've seen the guys that are going out wrestling the twenty minute matches, but they're on the losing end. But they're doing all the work. They're taking all the same flights and the dry, all the drives. They're at all the same shows. There's no difference other than the finish on that, and like where they they are treated differently in that environment, and, and where like in, in, at times, and, and and their pay is affected by that. And they, I just it just it's a very odd thing to me. I agree. I agree because when I was when I was Steve Lombardi doing doing uh, uh, jobs. So it doesn't affect me at all to say that. And, and then I became Brooklyn Brawler. My pay jumped four times, but I was doing less work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody else was bumping for me. Yeah. But like my thing too is like with people that, so, but so hear, hear me out on this brawler. The thing that always bothers me is like, and you know, you, you're playing the role that they ask and you help or helping make for people and going out and putting them over. You're less likely though, to get on the pay-per-views and things because you're losing more on TV and you're not involved in angles necessarily all the time. My thing is though, you're very valuable in helping the company make money on these pay-per-views and these talents go on to pay-per-views, but you're, you're missing out on that. You're not getting an opportunity as much as certain ones. So in my opinion though, 
you are valuable to the company where I don't think you should be punished and paid less overall. I think we should look at that and go, this is a very valuable performer that we could use and we could adjust his role at any point in time. I don't think you should make a ton less on a downside. I think you should be taken care of on the downside aspect this guy rather than making a hundred thousand a year and this is I'm just throwing out random numbers that yeah. you should maybe be making three or four hundred thousand a year and compensated because you're not going to be on the pay-per-views you might not do as well merch because you're being perceived from a character standpoint that you lose more than you win but in essence you're very valuable to the infrastructure of this company and this is where i get mad and where i was trying to communicate this with people on wrestlers on that and i've seen my friends and people go through this being left off the video games and them doing everything right and doing that and being professional. It's like, well, what the fuck do you want them to do? And why are you punishing them when they're giving you everything and you're helping me? These guys are helping me go on to pay-per-views and make more money with it. Why are they being punished on a downside standpoint? Or when their contract negotiations come back, you, you treat them like shit kind of, you, you, you lowball them on things. Right. When you guys are the reason though, that the company is able to play the angles and do the things and to make the money that they make overall. It's a team effort. And this is what I've talked about. And I, there's always going to be differences in pay and the different in the roles and all of that. So it never should be equal. I just think it should be acknowledged more that you need the people going out there willing to go and put other guys over and that the environment will be more positive if you compensate people accordingly, because we know what the deal is. Not all the fans are always going to understand that, but we do. And we love this and respect this. Don't fucking insult your performers and lowball them on a work when they are they are very, very fucking key in this infrastructure for surviving that if they don't agree to go out and do this, the product doesn't exist. Wrestling doesn't exist with it. Right. So that's what I want people to understand. You're right. And that's happening in Hollywood now. The writers are starting to say that, too. Yep. You know, and they're all striking. They're saying, you know, we're writing all these lines and these big stars are making. They're making millions and we're not making this you know, as much as we should, maybe not the same, but more than we're making. Yeah. People not, everybody understands that the roles are different. We, not everyone could be a top, a top player or a top role, but you don't want to be, <clears throat> you need people that are willing to go out there and that love the business that, that are, that are accepting of what that role is, even though it might be, it's a lesser character role. As far as the TV goes, you need that though, in order to go to eat, to make the product survive and to work. With it, I just don't. It, it just it's, it's something that has bothered me from day one since I've seen it. I just think, but and we see the 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 numbers that they make overall, and how and how unfair the wrestling is compared to other industries. And I just think it should be more balanced. That's it. I don't think it should be equal. And I, I'll say this over and over and over because so many people like to take things and it may take me asking a question when I wrote my blog on the pay scale. I was asking a question. Why isn't there equal pay in wrestling or more equal pay in wrestling? And with this context and that writing that was taken out of context so people can make their shit little fucking headlines and everything is that it just it needs to be more balanced than what it is overall. And it will imp it will improve the environment, the backstage environment of pro wrestling drastically, in my opinion. I totally agree. Well said. I agree with it. And I'm glad. And I, and I don't want you to think I'm shutting your show this week. I just want to let you know I got a lot on the plate this week. I understand, brawler and brother. You're always welcome on, and, and I hope everything goes well. And uh, we'll we'll be waiting West for Virginia. you when you're back. Charleston, West Virginia, come on down. Brooklyn Brawl is coming. Dean Doyle's coming. Abe Knuckleball Schwartz is coming. Everyone's and there's going to be an Abe Knuckleball Schwartz jersey being sold. I can't wait. Hopefully, somebody grabs that. that that's going to be a cool one. <laughs> I'm telling you, and they always make me sign WWE ring award. Perfect. 
you know, I always, I, when, you know, on the spot, I do it. I don't do it. Yeah. But people follow you over here on Brawler Real, Brawler Real with two all two R's on I here. Just, I just followed every one of your listeners. Awesome. Tap the face and, and do it right there. You know, so I started tapping everybody's face and following everybody, even the ones that aren't following me. Well, everyone, hopefully they follow you back. And Brawler, I always thank you for your insight and your time on here. Okay, so I will not talk to you till next Monday. Okay, I'm okay, but I'll be waiting. Hopefully uh, everything goes well and safe travels and. And we'll be waiting here for you next Monday. Thank you so much. Always great to talk to you. All right, Brawler. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Awesome. Brooklyn Brawler, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a follow. Let me, Shawnee, I'll get to you real quick here. Let me, I'm going to do a couple super chats real quick. Mark, uh, Mark Smooth, thank you very much. Appreciate the positive impact that you've made. Great. Thank you so much, buddy, for the kind words. We've got another super chat, Ryback TV from uh, King Kevin Daddy. Ryback TV, where you get shell shock from my question. I came up with that move while I was out uh, after Nexus um, with that. Uh, I needed I, I needed a move. Shell shock is a word that means battle fatigue. And I was a fan of the Ninja Turtles. And I was when I was out, I was trying to get everything ready for my return to wrestling as Ryback. And I wanted, I just go, I looked at all the guys that were ever really over and I go, I just go, and things take time. You don't just have everything. But I just kind of like started what, what you need. A lot of wrestlers, and I saw this in developmental, and this is something Stephanie McMahon in a meeting and when they brought me up to Stanford to come back as Ryback. She goes, she goes, I've been following you from developmental. And she goes, we used to have to write papers and write things. And I never thought any of them fucking looked at any of this stuff. And she goes, you've always had a mind uh, for this ahead of things and like, just she goes from a merchandise standpoint because nobody was doing merch and different things in developmental at the time. And like I was looking for ideas of like when I was Skip Sheffield and I had all these things I would submit in on how they could make revenue with things. And but different like just for, from phrases to, to, to different things that could be marketed and from just an overall standpoint on the character. And she just goes, you've always just had a great mind for, for this in the business. And she goes, from your developmental days, and she's like, you've never let anything stop you. Me and Stephanie always got along really, really well with everything. And uh, so so when I was out, I just kind of it was doing what I always did. I was just kind of trying to find the identity of what Ryback was going to be with that. And uh, and I just go, you got to have a cool name for your finisher. Because I, I always liked all the guys when that had cool finishers when I was a kid and had a cool name. And and so I, I figured out what it was. I didn't tell anybody, and I just waited. And then when, because a lot of guys don't think about this stuff. <clears throat> Some do, but a lot don't, or at least didn't back then. And so I'll tell you what happens is when they ask you and you get up there and they go, well, what's your finish? And like, because and, and, they're going to give you a push. This has happened. I've seen this with guys and they go, oh, I don't have a finish. You now, so now they have to come in the ring and try to figure out a finish with you. And it may or may not be good, but it just, the more things that you have, that you can do and you want your finish to be able to do something you could do to pretty much anybody. Like these, these are things that I learned very early on and I had good guidance and I had a good understanding on my own as well with that. But so that was just kind of what that was and planning that for that return. I envisioned what I wanted Ryback to be. And it ended up being everything that I wanted it to be because I didn't leave anything up to question. I never said, I don't know. I knew when they asked me who and what is this? I knew, I knew. I remember when they when they go they had a guy a fucking jabroni, but he, his job was to ask you who you were as a character. A lot of guys didn't know who their character was with it, and I just remember he was like, "Who, who, who is Ryback? I'm fucking hungry, and I always want more. Feed me more." 
That's who the fuck ride. I am a competitive motherfucker. Right then and there, there's your character. Let's go. I know who I am. And I was able to take who I am and, and infuse it into a character. But if they ask you and you go, I don't know, how the fuck are they able to market that? They can't with this. You have to know who you are in this business. That's why that's the key to getting over is knowing who you are and then being able to communicate that to the fucking audience. But you got to be able to communicate it to the people you work with so that they let you communicate it to the audience. And if you can't get that fucking part, you're never going to get over. And you got to have a belief in yourself like no other, because there's going to be a lot of motherfuckers that tell you you're not who you think you are or this and that. You better believe you are because you better fucking be able to fight through it. And that's another reason a lot of people can't get over. <clears throat> Super chat here. Let me uh, get to that. The Blazing Kitties. Thank you very much, brother. Hi, Ryback. What do you think about what happened to Don Callis on Triple Mania? A fan attacked Callis when he was doing the whole story with Kenny Omega. So I've not seen this. I just heard about this recently. I got to go look for the clip. I would like to see the clip to see what the attack was like. Um, that never, if this is all legit and not a work in any way, because I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I'd imagine it, it, it's real from what I saw the the on Twitter. It, it looks like it was anyways. The uh, There's never, it's just like Seth. Rollins deal there's just it, fans have no business I'm telling you this day and age you're going to ruin your life you 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 try to attack a performer and jump in the guardrails it's not worth it it's not worth it with it and uh it, it is uh it is a losing battle every which way on it and uh, it's unfortunately something that that performers have to be on the lookout for and, and you know WWE when I was there I know AEW it looks like they have pretty good security around but it, it doesn't it, it's there's always just people you, you, on a given night all it takes is somebody letting their guard down for a split second and somebody's waiting the whole show for that one person to just fucking take their eyes or to to turn their back for a split second they've got a quick opening and it's uh it's unfortunately one of those things that uh it sucks and i i i don't condone it and it is i'm glad he's all right and it's just there's no place for it man Bring on Shawnee. Big guy, happy Monday, brother. Brother, happy Monday. How are you? Good, man. Uh, I started getting into your videos over the weekend. Uh, the review videos, uh, man, I, they're, they're great. I was laughing my ass off. But I didn't know you did reviews and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. No, thank you for watching. I started those years ago. I, I was really skeptical at first. <clears throat> the guy that was doing the editing for the thing, he goes, just go do a video and eat the, the new Chick-fil-A, the chicken sandwich. And, and I was like, insult. I go, I'm not a fucking loser. I'm not going to go eat yeah. a fucking chicken sandwich in my car. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, I, I didn't understand. Yeah, I go, I go, what the fuck am I going to like, just go. I thought it was the weirdest thing in the world, but I go, wait a second. Like I can, I, I realized that I could just talk to myself and like, yeah. whatever's on my mind and then kind of find my own style. And they, they started getting views at like hundreds of thousands and some got millions. And I'm like, Oh, this all ties into my branding anyways. And once I, uh, once I realized what it was and I could just go do my cheat meal every week and then I could tie it into my marketing with feed me more nutrition. And like, and then I go, why wasn't I doing this sooner with everything? Yeah. But it was, yeah. a, it was a mental block for me at first. I go, Oh, I'm what a loser. I am just eating. I go, wait, I eat, I eat in my car for years in WWE. Like all you're I doing, it, it's the point. 
point that he said, like, go eat in your car, right? Like, because, like, if somebody told me that, I'd be like, fuck, what do you mean go fucking eat in my car? Oh, you brother. <laughs> I've, uh, I'm not even kidding. That first bit. So I had to do, it was Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's chicken sandwich, I think was the first one. Oh, yes, yes. So, that was, like, all the rave. I remember that. Brother, yeah. the, the Popeye's line. I was in line at Popeye's for almost an hour, and I said, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm waiting in line for a fucking hour, and I got to drive across town. There wasn't a Chick-fil-A by me at the time, so I had to drive across town to this fucking Chick-fil-A after. Then I had to record, and I'm going, this is fucking this. But, I, like, I was just – I was, I literally was – I was never forget this. I was in my Challenger it was, and just fucking sitting. I go, well, this chicken sandwich better be fucking amazing. Like, it's yeah. – <laughs> But it, here we are, it, and it was. Yeah, so I was gonna ask you. Yeah, so that's how it started. That's how you started doing the videos. Yeah, and then I just and then I go. Well, I, I do my cheat meal every week. I'll usually eat just a little junk food once a week. And I go, why wouldn't I just do do this? And and like I was at the time still reading and learning about marketing and, and branding. And even though I, I I if that was even if that conversation took place a year prior to what it did, I would have just said fuck off. Like and then not like in yeah. a man just would like I'm not doing it. Not but, in a bad way, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't need to be like, but I didn't understand. I go, no, this is that now. That's especially this suppression. I don't think people understand like the revenue on on YouTube and how yeah. like I can do that for the rest of my life. And I built a brand around doing a cheat meal once a week, like yep. that yep. that will forever bring in revenue. Uh, and the bigger my following gets, the more that goes, or it should. Oh, I watched the video on the two revenue on like a youtuber like with like a, even not even that many like it was like a decent amount of subscribers and uh way, way less than what you have right now and they are living fine you know what i mean mm -hmm. like every month like, yeah it blew my mind actually it absolutely blew my mind yeah that but that to me and i go but that's where i learned that gary vaynerchuk helped me with social media I, you have to be able to when you have a brand you, you got to be able to do different things and you want to create revenue from as many different things as possible. As and and yeah. by the, we market on YouTube. I go, so why wouldn't I, my marketing was already on YouTube with this and you tie. So the people that watch my food videos get retargeted with, with ads on yeah. that. I go, Oh, that makes perfect sense. People that watch people eat junk food typically want to be in better shape most of the time, unless they're watching it just for the person with that. But there's a lot of people that just like to watch people eat junk food with it and i was like oh i go this is a very valuable thing and it might my, my attitude on it changed really quickly and it's interesting watching a guy that's jacked and in great shape eat not good food you know what i mean yeah but i think people i, I try to stress to them i go this isn't the diet you know the 24 yeah, 7 on. it's yeah, one yeah, meal yeah, a week yeah. and then i've and i i try not to go too crazy because i've seen the people and i did a few videos where i ate really large meals and I, and I did not feel good after. And I go, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the food challenges or like, cause I, I think that is where your health can decline. If you like eat 10,000 calories in one sitting of all the sodium. Yes. And so I just do my cheat meal. I'll do a burger or two or a pizza, like, or some tacos in a but I'm not going to fucking do five, 10,000 calories in one sitting or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I can't, I can't mess eat like that. You know, I'm a bigger guy, but I can't. I mean, I look at other like skinny dudes that eat like that, like uh, the Kobayashi's and all those. The Matt Stoney, I know exactly. Yeah, oh. uh, bro, I like. I'm looking at them. I'm like, how does that fit in your stomach? Like, how? Like, it's. I would throw up like one tenth of what they eat. You do know? you know those like, people though? They throw up after they do that. Oh, they do. Yeah. yeah I, I, Wow, I never knew that. That's that. So I've learned different things now, not to say on every single one, but from the what I've been told, 
because like I do the, like the hot challenges and things too on the, the, yes. I, I didn't know that like, this is why I got the people that do these really hot challenges. They throw up right after they do it also. So they don't have to digest the heat. Cause so I didn't know that when I started though, big dumb Ryback, I'm like, I'm a fucking man. I do the fucking challenge and I fucking digest it. And then I like almost died once. And I go, wait, why didn't anybody smart me up yet? You're fucking supposed to go puke. And they call it, they call it a different name. They call it, um, what's the fuck the name? They call it purging. They have to make it sound like, I go, no, it's fucking puking. Sound better. Yeah. yeah they're like, oh no, you need to purge. After. I go purge. What the fuck? You guys didn't have that in the fucking on the instruction manual. I'm going to down this tube of hot peanuts and let my fucking stomach process all of it. I don't know that all these other people are out there throwing up after I'm drinking 20 bottles of water. Literally six hours of my life after I sat on a table, keeled over with the worst cramps of my life as my body's like going into shit shivers and like just shaking uncontrollably. Yeah, but they those people that do those big they, that like they they go throw that up after that's why they're not fat or anything. But they're that's so bad for you to do that. Like that's yeah. not a healthy way to like you, you're eating all that junk and then throwing that up in your bot. Like oh. Yeah, it has to be terrible for you. And these guys are not like, they don't look like they work out. They're not muscle guys. Like, you know, and I know like not everybody looks muscly that works out, but like they're, I don't know, just the guy, Joey Chestnut, the guy who always wins. Like he doesn't look like a guy that works out to me. I don't feel like he cares. Yeah. No, but there are, there's levels to this. And I don't know about Chestnut per, per se, my, my, but these guys get so good at stretching out their stomachs from the mass quantities of food. Um, I did see that with the Yobiashi guy. Yeah. They did a documentary on him, and they showed how he preps his stomach for the, from the day before um, to widen it. Yeah. It was, like, fascinating. So yeah. it takes a lot of – so one, though, there's a genetic com- component that some people just have a natural ability to eat more than others. So these yes. people have that for sure. And then the second thing is, though, they then have to work incredibly hard usually to, like, as far as, like – it's like a professional, essentially – they have to do this on certain occasions enough to where their body and they could build up their tolerance to handling these large amounts of food and not puking right away to where then they can get through whatever they need to get through. And then they can go throw it up later. And that's not to say that they haven't processed or digested some of them, but like they all do it, but yes, that's a big thing in that industry. You want it. You don't want it. That's because from a health standpoint, all the sodium and like your body is just getting so like, you're better off throwing it up than actually digesting it, even though throwing yeah, it up. But your body's gonna go through like a shop, sodium shop. Yeah, and I had that happen on one of the videos. This is when I stopped. I did a, a McDonald's thirty. I deleted the video so it doesn't exist anymore because I didn't want people fucking doing it. It was do it. Yeah. it was a McDonald's thirty five hundred dollar challenge um, where it was like some guy if he ate all this food he would get thirty five hundred and it was like it was like I don't know if it was like four. 20 piece chicken nuggets or 10, like it was all this food. It was so much McDonald's and it was like four drinks and like, Oh, just my body was shaking uncontrollably during the video. And I I just go, this is, I I, ruined my whole day. Well, I was supposed to go on a date later on that night and I did it early in the afternoon. I had to cancel the date. Like I was done. Like I was completely, I was sick the rest of the day. Like, Oh, just, I go, I'm never again doing this. That's that's crazy. Wow. I, I and I love how you have uh, like I, like 
like I said, the free one was the first one I watched, and she was super cool. And uh, you know, uh, it's just it was cool, man. It was cool. But I I have one question for you though, uh, right, uh, big guy. So why is wrestling so carny, man? Like uh, now being back into wrestling, and like. I'm not saying the same thing. Like, I don't think all wrestlers are carny. I'm not saying that, right? And I like, it's it, it's actually like really like well, now that I like I've thought about it and like how you've stepped away and like you don't do as many signings and like like to me that just shows me like who you are like as a person. Yeah. And, like I I can't I can't explain that to you in words, but I hope you understand what I mean. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, uh, because like I've met so many wrestlers and they are the corny of corny <laughs> and I legit like I I like it just like I'm like how can you be this way like and fans like eat it up bro like the fans eat it up and I'm like how do you not see they're just using you for money you know what I yeah mean? like it, it there's levels to it I think though there's there's a level this is where I, i've been appreciative of being able to, to earn money outside of the business and doing what i'm doing where i can stay true to myself and and but you could do them from time to time and, and enjoy the interaction and, and make money with that and, and all that's great but sometimes we see it with different people and, and it's not everybody but there's just some and that's their only way of earning income where they're kind of they, they become they're that is their their sole source of income with it yeah. but it, it's just it, it's just a i don't know and it's not that's not a bad thing to have wrestling be your sole source of income but it can just i don't it's whether how they came up and what they're around and typically though like with, with wrestling and what we see is if you're just a wrestler and, and this isn't everyone like i said but if that's what you're doing a lot of bad habits come with being a wrestler sometimes with like where you're just like you, you make money at whatever you're doing during the day at the signing or the event and then like it's it's a lot of like it's drinking at night or doing pills and or that's what it used to be even more so like or like just bad habits in general that kind of come and, and like you're in a lot of pain too. There's I don't know with it. Whereas it's like a lot, it's a business that's like um I don't mean to interrupt you, but it, it's a business that's very like like it's I'm for myself. I'm gonna put I need to get to the top and like and some people don't care how they get there. And I think that also feeds into their ego. And, you know, when they're not there, when, when they had a little run and then they go back down to where they were before, it, I don't know, maybe that has something like kind of effect on them as well, you know, but. It very well, Kay. And I, and I can understand like, and that's something a lot of wrestlers and different things and like, <clears throat> That if you like, if you're not doing other things to keep your name out there and whatnot, and, and like where you, you go through that and you have like the, you have your rise and a little bit of, 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 of fame or a high level of fame. And then if you step away and you're not doing other things and that can be where, and that goes down over time and like with that. And then like you, but a lot of people are afraid and we see not everyone, a lot of wrestlers go and they, they get other jobs with it and they go do other things in life with that. And like, and that's what I'm doing and what other wrestlers but I've, I've seen a lot of fans, they shame wrestlers if they go get regular jobs, which That's is crazy. But brother, it's insane. I have people, I see it all the time. They're like, oh, I, you go be a fucking personal trainer. I'm like, yeah, personal trainers make fucking way more money than a lot of people with that. I would have no issue. But I'm like, but they would, I'm telling you, if I would say, guys, I'm giving up everything, 
I'm going to step away from social media. I'm just going to live a normal life and be a personal trainer or go I'm this or that. I'm going to go get a job at the bank. They would fucking, there's people that would ridicule that and call me a loser for going. I'm just like, it's wild with this. I go, but that's just the world we live in with people like that, that just like, because those people don't fucking work. They're like living at home in their basement or like, I don't know. It's crazy, but it's, there's enough good. I'll tell you too. I, I talked to Zach the other day. We he was he was gonna supposed to talk yesterday, but he was traveling. Hopefully, here this week we're able to the thing. But we we talked. So oh, that's awesome, bro. That's great news. That's yeah, great I'm looking news. forward. He sent me over like his recent figure with Hawkins. It looks fucking great, bro. It's insane. Yeah, and like yo, the figures. Yo, I can't I can't even explain it to you. But the figures that they put out recently. They're so so good, and uh, they've gotten better every time they come out. You know. Yeah. No, I think I appreciate you. I think that's going to be a, a great. Like he he seems genuinely excited, and it uh, is am I. Like I think it, it's like having my name now. Like this is something that wasn't possible before. So. Bro, it's good. It's not only good that you get your figure um, of yourself because you should, but it's also good because you're going to be hitting another. Uh, uh, like another source of fans that I don't think that you currently hit right now. I agree. And then that is what's huge about it, you know? And yeah. I think that there's a lot of people out there that love you and that, that knew you from when you wrestled and that maybe they, that maybe they don't follow you right now, but that will, uh, you know, that will spark that memory in their head and then they'll start listening to your show and yeah. start watching your reviews, you know? So I think, and too, with your, guy, your point, but, like, it too, because what happened is, and I could tell you, because what happened is me being away and though in getting my health and doing what I'm doing, but being suppressed, but I haven't been around the business and wasn't around it for a period of years. And so when those lies are put out, what has happened is some people have chosen to believe the lies. And the, it's good for me when I interact with other people in the business and they see that like, oh, wait, he interacts with other people and other people like him. They Then it kind of helps show that the lies that they've been pushed out, they realize are lies too. Yes. And, and I think that's one of the, like, they go, wait a second, all these other people like him and talk to him like, Maybe we're, we have been duped. And like, I think that's where it's like, I, but I've never like shut anybody out. It's just like, I was living my life, getting my health and everything. And I'm like, I'm doing my thing. And like, I just think it's um, the, uh, it, it, I just think, like I said, the truth always wins. I think I could, it, it'll be very valuable in, in various ways. For sure. And big guy, you're fucking smart as hell, man. Like, I could just tell by talking to you and, like, the way you react to things. And uh, you're, you're funny. You're funny a lot of the time. But, like, bro, you moved. You, you, you were, you're in the best state for a single male guy. <laughs> no, By the way, no state taxes, which a lot of people. I moved home for wrestling because when people. You, when you live in a state like California, a lot of. I would not have the money I have if I lived in a state like that. So. Like, I, yeah, I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I don't think people realize, like, the, 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 they just see what's on the outside, I think, and they don't, like, because the first thing I think it was, like, when I watched your review, I'm like, this guy's sitting in a fucking, <laughs> a nice-ass car with a fucking hot model eating fucking KFC. Bro. And, and she's hitting on him the whole time, like. I don't think people, it's a, it's a, by the way, and I get hate from the people that don't like me. They're like, and they want to call like the hot women sex workers. I'm like, not every hot woman is a sex worker, by the way, yeah, but like, Jesus Christ. I, yeah. But people get mad. I, so like I, my thing, here's where I'm going. Like my, my account, my stuff has been suppressed heavily. I go, you cannot suppress hot chicks. 
I go, if there's one thing, I go, every guy that all the wrestling, I go, I am living the American dream. I work for myself and I go, I get to go once a week, not only just go have a cheat meal and do whatever I want. Now I'm going to start just bringing on the hottest women. I know all the porn stars. I know all the hottest chicks in the world. I'm like, I know fucking people. Like I've just been hurt and getting my health back and taking care of my family. Like I go, now I'm just going to like, I'll go, I'll I'll rub it in their fucking faces. I go like, but I go, you can't, I go, what people watching? I go, eat a fucking cheeseburger or a fucking fried chicken sandwich in your fucking car. That's my first date with her. I'm taking her out on a hot date to KFC in my fucking car in Vegas, just fucking and just living the dream. Every you know how many guys want to get away doing that? Like oh, forget about it. Forget about it. They love it. They love it. And, and that's and that's what, like, when you said to, uh, you said something important, and and, and uh, I'll let you go after this, but you said um, what I listened to, and I heard it, I was like, oh, you said you stayed away from the business purposely because you couldn't handle it, and like, uh, you know, and I, I don't mean like couldn't handle it, like you couldn't be a rapper. Or wait, Shawnee, you broke up on us. What was that? You you cut out on us. Can you hear? Can you? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. It cut. I you said. Uh, I heard you. The last thing you said is uh, you couldn't be around or you didn't want to be around the business. Something. Yeah, like you didn't. You didn't want to be around the business, and you, you chose to take yourself out of it. And you knew that, like you knew with your personality, that it would just that, like bother you constantly. Yeah. No. I, and that was. I remember it was for, for my so, dog to so keep. You just took yourself out of that. Yeah, well, that was when Sophie had her disc disease, and it was I would have, I was faced with the option of I could keep going on the road and making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing the things I was doing, or I, I had my business and I had my money. I go I, I and, and sacrifice that to keep my dog alive. Uh, that provides me great, oh, yes, great yes. love and happiness, and that the whole point of life is love and happiness. And so I kind of took a little bit of a chance, going I think I'm going to be all right, and I'd rather bet on that rather than than give up on her and and like. And I, I to like see like the hate and negativity that came out and people saying I got blackballed when it was the furthest thing from the truth. I'm like, what fucking world are we living in where like this is being shunned as like a bad thing of the decision I did? Like it's fucking wild. I'm just happy your dog's okay, big guy. Me and, too, uh, brother. It's amazing to me how you you know I I gotta go back. Is there any videos on that or anything like that that I can go back and watch on Sophie? Yeah, on your dog. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I brother, there's been so many through just like little things on the Instagram and things. I there's you'd have to scroll back and like. I'm gonna go back. Yeah, I've always posted things and like, dude, she was paralyzed twice and we had to teach her how to walk twice and like. Bro, that's crazy. And, yeah. Like, you had like the same back problems. At, at the same, same time, time, if like, she, if it, and I tell you the fact, if that would not have happened, I would have kept wrestling. When my doctor did not want me wrestling anymore. I, I really, I truly take this as a sign just from God, whatever you want to call it, 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 it forced me to slow down. And that's when I actually started healing. So, and now we're both a hundred percent and it's like, she's going to be that's eight amazing. this November. And I, I just think it's a, you know, it, it, not to give up all the time. And like my, even the doctors go, a lot of people would have put her down after the second one, but in my mind, I was so fucked up. And I remember I had to carry her. I still carry her to this day up and downstairs. I still I take her on walks in a stroller just so even though she could walk, I like to protect her from other dogs so she doesn't get too excited. But like I was going through all these yeah. things and I, I hurt like I could barely put my fucking boxers on in the morning. I couldn't even bend over. And like my dog had had disc disease and I was having to carry her down. And I like I go, I couldn't even take care of myself. 
But I was like, in my head, though, I knew what she was going through. And, like, I go, yes. I'm not giving up. She's not going to give up because, like, she was just a little fighter. So it was like I bonded with her so strongly over this of, like, I go, we're going to, like, in my head, I was like, we're both going to get fucking better. And that's just how I, I chose to fucking, not to say that that was going to happen, but that was my mentality. And, like, that's why I stuck with her. And, like, she wasn't in pain after she'd get better. And then her disc, dude, her disc would just rupture in her sleep. I'd wake up and she'd be, oh be in convulsion, God. shaking in the morning. Fuck, have to run her across town to go for emergency surgery. Like that happened multiple times, and like, Bro, so it's like amazing. I was like, it just it, I'm, it's amazing that you st- stuck with her. Most people would have given up. And I yeah, but it, it's a sign. You know, like if she would have been in pain and you're suffering, where it was like, you know, the surgeries went well every time, and like, and like, just eventually all her back disc ruptured, and then her one of her neck ones, and then after that, knock on wood, she's been. I got her on really good supplements as well in her health. She eats real food and like, she's just been great. Like as if nothing ever happened, but it, it yeah. took, it, 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 it took a lot of time and it, it cost a lot of money too with it. And but, I can't imagine, bro. I can't imagine uh, with the pet bills. And but True Panion was a, the pet insurance. Actually, it saved me that it would have been much higher had I not had yeah. the pet insurance, but like I had to pay a lot of money still cause they don't pay for everything. And, yeah. uh, it was, but that's part of the reason too. I try to like when we work hard and we for financial freedom, and it, money's not evil. Money can allow us to protect and love and happiness for the things that we care about in a world yeah. that, like, if we don't have it, we then become victims to the world and the circumstances that happen to us. And, like, and not saying money solves all problems, but it can solve a lot of fucking things. And, like, it's true, bro. and it's so true. that's always been like my, my thing in motivating people. Like, we live in a world where money is oxygen essentially, and we should never let it define us in any way. And we could be happy without it. But like it, with, without money, my dog would have been dead. Like, yeah. so like, and I love her more than anything. So it's just, I just, I think we could do a lot of great and a lot of good with money. And if we have the I right agree. mindset. I agree, big guy. Thanks for always having me on. I love talking to you, bro. And I hope you have a great week this week. Man. You too, Shawnee. Take care. Always great Later, speaking man. to you. Good deal. Thank you, brother. Always enjoy it. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. One more. Uh, we got a new member, a Rybacker here. Welcome, James Paynes. Welcome, newest Rybacker here. Thank you, everybody, with the super chats today on YouTube and everybody here on Twitter. Always greatly appreciated. If you can leave an iTunes review, it always helps us out, guys, on iTunes on that. And please check out my Feed Me More Nutrition and all the Ryback merch, feedmemore.com. We've got the discounts in there for the new customers and the and the returning customers. Ryback 30 for new customers and, and returning customers, Feed Me 20. Free shaker bottle with all orders, feedmemore.com. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow for another episode of the Ryback Show. I appreciate all of you all that called in on Twitter spaces. And we'll be back around the same time tomorrow, Monday through Friday, as always, guys. Until next time, my friends, stay hungry. Feed me more. Hey, Rybackers, don't forget to hit that like button, smash that subscribe, and shell shock those notifications. For the best supplements on the planet with Feed Me More Nutrition and all the latest cool new Ryback merch, visit FeedMeMore.com.